Our blessed Lord often speaks in parables. And part of the reason he does so is because the scriptures, and specifically in the prophets, they say that people will be able to know the Messiah because he will open his mouth and speak in parables. And so, here comes Jesus, and he opens his mouth and speaks in parables. And, well, okay, check, right? One, one, one piece of uh, information that we could say, perhaps he's the Messiah. He's, he's, got, he's, got the, he's got some things going for him here. But as he speaks in parables, he also does so as a, a manner of patience with us, of kindness towards us, and ultimately charity or love towards us. It's this reality that whenever our Lord speaks in parables, he does something that allows us to have a chance to continue to, to draw close to him and to, to hear this word or to hear this story over and over and over again in the course of our life. If you were simply to come and to give one, you know, kind of one clear sentence, kind of arrive at the end of his, of his teaching, if he were just to give the spiritual fact of things, then it would perhaps easily be forgotten. You know, if the Lord just came to the people and said, you know, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people that produce fruit. Okay. You know, what do we do with that, though? And, you know, and, and it could be easily kind of forgotten. It can, you know, you, you, he says something, and you say, okay, well, true or not true. And we can either accept it or reject it. And then one simply moves on. But the fact that we are human beings and we have a memory and we have intellect is the fact that, that whenever our Lord speaks, He engages those things as well. We are not the angels who always have everything present in our mind as the Lord wills for them, and whose decisions one time are always final. That's why for, for the angels and for the demons, um, they were given one choice, and they were either to serve God or not serve God, and those who said no were lost. They're the demons, the devil. They're the ones who have fallen, and there's no repentance for them. Their decision was final because their understanding of things was final. It was clear. But for us, we come and go, and our brain, you know, kind of comes and goes, and our memory comes and goes, and all of these things. And so our Lord, taking this into account, goes to a special kindness for us because He knows that whenever these stories are told, He connects them to some reality which we know first. Right? This is part of, the, part of the story of a parable, is it starts with something that the people experience already. And then it takes that, and, and we understand, we can understand what it means on a natural level, and then he brings it to a deeper level. And so, to have this, this you know, natural story on a, on a normal level, the people, people understand a concept of justice. They understand that, that whenever the, the ones who are kind of entrusted with the land to be able to, to bring the fruits, to be able to provide what, what's rightfully the owners at the, the proper times, and when they don't, whenever they start killing people to be able to, to take for themselves and to claim for themselves, the Lord asks them, what do, you, what do you think about this? And they say, the wretched men ought to be put to a wretched death. They understand the natural scenario. They understand the situation of the world. But the Lord says, ah, <laughs> but you are the men. You are the ones who are doing this. And the kingdom will be taken from you because you've not provided the fruits that the Lord God desires but rather, using violence, you have tried to take what was not yours. And then they begin to understand something more of the spiritual understanding of what Christ is trying to say. And so it's this that our Lord does, is He uses these things that help us to understand daily life that we know, but just by common sense very often, and then He applies spiritual principles to it 
so that we can grasp the spiritual principles more clearly. It seems so obvious on a natural level, and yet sometimes the spiritual level can be clouded for us. And so he helps to uncloud things in some manner. But he also does us the great patience and kindness and charity of having these things because whenever he uses images to speak to us about something, he knows good and well that at some point in time we're going to see that thing again. Whenever he speaks of vineyards to the chief priests and the elders, he knows that next time they pass by a vineyard, this scenario is probably going to come to their mind. If one sees these things and see, you know, sees the, you know, kind of the, the wine press to build a tower next to the wine press, one will walk by and, and perhaps consider the words of the Lord. And perhaps if they were with someone else who was there on that same day, who heard the same thing, they could look at one another and go, you remember the words that Jesus said? Remember how, how he said that, that we need to produce fruits? that we're not, we're not producing what we should. We need to give rightly to, to those who come. And it can be a moment of conviction because quite often the, the fact is that uh, similar to the, the passage in the, in the gospel elsewhere where our Lord asked them, you know, is it, is it you know, which one follows the, the Father's will? The one who when the Father says, go work in the, in the yard and the Son says no and then does it anyway, or the one who says, yes, sir, and doesn't go at all. They say, well, obviously the one who says no, but then comes back and does it. And that's very much how we engage our Lord sometimes. Whenever we hear these things, whenever our Lord speaks to us or he challenges us in some particular way, when he's calling us to continued conversion of our hearts or to leave something behind or to be able to, to restore forgiveness and, and peace in a relationship, sometimes we're not, we're not ready for that just yet. And our first response can be no. But as we begin to think about it more and more, as we see the vineyard, so to speak, again and again, it starts to, to come up in our minds more and more and more, and we become convicted of it. And eventually the Lord pulls us to himself. It's this continuous reminder, though, that's so important for us. Because again, we are not angels. We are not ones who, with one decision, it's final and that's all. Would that it were that easy. But it's us who experience the goodness of the Lord as he shows his love for us in giving these things to, to allow us to hear it over and over and over, the call to come be with him, to abide in him. He doesn't just say it once and say, well, I told you, and then leave us to justice. But in his mercy, he allows it to echo again and again and again through the course of our life. And so as we offer this Holy Mass, is to give thanks to God for, for the parables that continue to speak to us, for the way in which our Lord has spoken this parable to us today, and to ensure that we give to the Lord the fruits that are rightly His, that we offer Him holiness of life in ourselves, but also in gratitude to God, who, taking our broken humanity into account, has gone to great lengths to do whatever it is that He can to save us and ransom us for the house of the Father. We pray that when we hear his word, it may sink deeply into our minds and into our hearts and resonate often to remind us of the goodness of Jesus.